Good morning, Uncivilized fam. This is Traver Bohm, host of the Uncivilized podcast, with another Monday morning solo episode. And today I'm talking about a really serious topic, one that we see over and over again, and one that there's this typical cycle around that I'm going to dive into, and perhaps a way we can shift this cycle, because the cycle's frustrating as hell. This morning, I'm talking about mass shootings, and they are prevalent here in America, and I have a funny, awful feeling that as the world opens up more and more, and more people who are locked in their houses for a year, often by themselves, often secluded, isolated, doing drugs, festering, just, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of these. And I'm not trying to be negative, but that's my gut. Last weekend, I landed back here in Colorado from a lovely weekend in Tulum and had my phone blow up with, are you okay? There was a shooting in Boulder. And yes, there was just up the road from us uh, at a King Supers. Now, again, to give you a little bit of insight, I spent a good chunk of my 20s working for a company called Gavin DeBecker and Associates. And Gavin, if you haven't read the book, The Gift of Year, I'm sorry, The Gift of Fear, Go read that right now. He's the author of that book. And Gavin is a savant at threat assessment. I'm actually trying to get him on this podcast. I emailed their their company just about a half hour ago. And so a big part of my job was studying school shootings. I remember being locked. We went to Lake Arrowhead for the weekend with a bunch of high-level like FBI guys, DEA guys, private security people. And we actually broke down mass shooting over mass shooting over mass shooting over a weekend. It was really depressing. But there's a pattern to this. And I think what's challenging me as a human is that we see a pattern or I see a pattern and then I see a typical response that doesn't fix the pattern. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. So first and foremost, my heart goes out to the victims and the families and the friends and everybody who's affected by these damn things. There is such a mass web of human suffering and of trauma and of heartbreak that extends through generations every time one of these happens. It's it's fucking awful. Right? One of the people shot in Boulder was a cop with seven children. Think about that for a moment. I just got chills. Seven kids who will go on and have relationships and have grandkids and have et cetera. All of that, that one family devastated forever. My heart goes out to people. And now hear this, watch for this. Whenever one of these shootings happens, watch the drama that unfolds and see the patterns in it. Here's what happens. Step a, all the pro gun people double down on their, like, you're not taking my fucking guns. Right? You can't take my AR. America is built on guns and no one's coming to take them. They double down on their position. All the anti-gun people, they double down on their position. This is the, can you believe it? This, this has to be the last time. It's unacceptable. We can't do this. And they double down on their positions. And then the media, God bless the media, they pick whichever angle fits the narrative they're trying to push and they make a decision whether they want to promote this, whether they want to highlight their narrative or whether they want to ignore it or downplay their narrative. 
if you don't see that and you don't see the complicitness in the media over the last year and a half, please wake the fuck up. That's generally what happens. Then there's a lot of arguing back and forth on social media of pro-gun, anti-gun, pro-racism, anti-racism, pro-mental health, anti-mental health, whatever. Everybody's got their position, and they just argue back and forth. A couple hashtags fly around. People change their profile pictures, and then two weeks later, it's forgotten. Right? That's where we are right about now. It's like, ah, not really in the news anymore. And we as Americans are so conditioned to have this happen and then like have be traumatized and then, oh, well, it's okay and get over it. But we don't get over it. That's the problem. Every time we walk in a supermarket now, every time we drive by a school, every time we go to a bank, every time we go to a movie theater, every time we think about a concert, we think about this. Because arguing pro-gun, anti-gun, racism, anti-racism, supremacy, whatever, we mental health, not mental health, we're not getting to the point, are we? We're not getting to a root of this, one of the roots. And I, I think we have to be honest here, guys, listening again, like this is a male issue. When I hear school shooting, mass shooting, shooting of a theater, I, I got to be honest with you guys. Then I fucking love defending men. But I got to be honest. I don't go, wow, I wonder what her name was. I just don't do it. I think, okay, it's going to be a guy. It's going to be for one of a couple reasons. And yes, you guys, we got to acknowledge. We just have to acknowledge that this is a gun issue. It's not the only thing. And getting rid of guns, I'll talk about that in a minute, but we can't say this isn't a gun issue. Like a gun is used in every fucking one. It's like saying that DUIs don't have anything to do with alcohol. They do. They have a lot more to do with other stuff, but they have to do with alcohol. And I get it. There's like mass stabbings and all kinds of other violence and, and, and that, but that's a separate conversation. And I'm telling you this as someone who owns multiple guns. It's a gun issue and... And here are the things that I think we need to talk about as a society. We need to talk about as a culture. And we men need to be talking about every day. And that's grief, anger, rage, and entitlement. Grief, anger, rage, and entitlement. So let's dive into these, you guys. We as a culture of men are sitting on an epidemic size mountain of grief. We are so grief filled. We don't even know it. We don't even realize it. We are sitting on so much grief. When I interviewed Darren Silver a couple of weeks ago, he said, one of men's greatest pains is acknowledging our inability to protect that which we love. Right? Think about that. Think of how much grief you may have just looking at how the world is, looking at starvation, looking at poverty, looking at violence, looking at the violence that happens towards women, to our, our mothers, our sisters, looking at the planet, looking at what we're doing to nature. If you are a human and you are not filled with grief, then you are living your life with your eyes closed. And yet, us men, we're not even allowed to feel sad. 
And if you think about stacking like layers, at the very bottom is grief. On top of that is sadness. Then there's some other shit. Then, then oh, we're not allowed to feel grief. We're not allowed to feel sadness. What, what protects grief and sadness? Anger. We're sure as shit allowed to feel anger. What happens when anger builds up? It turns into rage. Rage gets expressed in mass shootings. Why do we have rage? A lot of it has to do with entitlement. So let's drop back down to the conversation. Grief. We're riddled with it. It's like the cancer that none of us admit that we have. If we don't allow men, if we don't allow each other, if we don't allow ourselves to feel sadness, then we're never going to work down to the grief. Does that make sense? Like if you can't get to the first floor of your house, you're never going to get down in the basement. Grief is the basement. The permission to access grief is the permission to access sadness. So acknowledge, just you listening to this, acknowledge your own sadness. Acknowledge it when it comes up. Acknowledge it in your brothers. Ask them if they're sad. Ask them if they're things that, they've, that they're sad about. Let this be a normal conversation. doesn't have to be every day, but let it exist. Let's make space for male sadness so that we can get to male grief. Because sitting on top of that sadness is a bodyguard named anger. And we love anger. I fucking love it. It's invigorating, right? If I need to get something done, I just make myself a little bit angry. I will accomplish a lot of shit when angry. But a lot of men don't have clean, healthy outlets for anger. They're not working out. They're not expressing themselves. They feel trapped. They feel lost. They feel unseen. They feel like things are unfair. They don't know where they fit in in this modern world, and they don't know what to do about it. And if they don't have an outlet for that healthy anger, then it festers. And it festers and it turns into rage. And we all know rage. Rage is that out-of-control feeling. The fuck it, I don't care what happens here. I'll burn the goddamn house down to make my point. I'll kill them to prove to them how much I love them. We will do the sickest shit on earth when we're in a state of rage because we're in like blackout state. Now, you take rage and you add in a machine gun and we have a problem. We have a problem as a society. And so much of this, again, stems or can point to entitlement. We live in a time when you can see, you can physically see the life you want to live on a computer screen or your phone all day long. How many guys want to be Dan Bilzerian but can't? How many guys want to be Elon Musk but can't? How many guys just want to have the seven-figure business, the Lamborghini, the models, the, the the six-pack abs, the whatever, but they can't because we've conditioned a generation to believe they can have whatever they want, whenever they want it, without work and without risk. We've taken away the notion that it takes time to build things. 
And it's it's like literally so many men and so many women, but so many men walk around as if they're like living in a buffet where they're not allowed to eat. And so we have to eradicate this it's sense of entitlement. The world owes us nothing. The world owes you nothing. The feminine women owe you nothing. You got to earn shit. And it takes time to earn shit. And to earn shit, it's going to be hard work. We have to eradicate this entitlement environment, entitlement culture. Now, why haven't I talked about guns? Is it just because I'm biased as a gun owner? No. I just don't think here in America we can put that toothpaste back in the tube. There are so many people who have made their identity, their literal identity, the thing they will die for, the possession of their guns. And they're hiding their egos behind a gun. They're hiding their lack of safety, their feeling of a lack of safety behind a gun. It's in the culture. I don't think we're getting rid of it. And yet, as a gun owner, if someone were to tell me, hey, it's like a year-long process for you to get another gun, I'd be like, really? Wow, that's, that's unfortunate. And I get it because I can fucking kill people with these things. So I'm all for restrictions. I'm all for classes. Like I had to go to driver's ed as a kid or 16 year old. Yeah, I was a kid. I am all for there being a responsibility that comes with a tool that can be used for mass destruction. I'm all for it. But that's not the conversation here. I'm going to let politicians and lobbyists and the fucking NRA and whoever else argue about policy till they're blue in the face because I don't think this podcast can shift that. But I do think it can shift how you, the listener, can deal with your own emotional state and begin to provide space for those people around you. And when we work on grief, we work on sadness, we work on anger, we work on rage, and we work on entitlement, I think we're going to have at least a fighting chance of shifting this problem, perhaps not solving it. So those are my Monday morning thoughts on mass shootings, on guns, and emotions. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate your support. I appreciate the fact that you give a fuck and that you're part of my mission to shift the way one million men experience their masculinity so that we don't have to deal with this shit and we actually become the protectors and the culture shifters throughout the entire world so that men stop doing this shit. It's a waste of talent. It's a waste of energy. And it is just a massive waste of the most precious gift that we have, which is human life. I hope this wasn't an upsetting or depressing episode. Go fuck shit up. Go be a legend. Go take care of yourself. Go love people with an open heart. Go read the Radiant Sutras. Go meditate. Eat some vegetables. And be a goddamn king. Out.